regular, regular, regular features. Regular, regular, regular features. Regular, regular, regular features. Regular features. The show. Welcome to Regular Features, episode three hundred and thirty-four. A somber affair. What we do here is we talk about entertainment products, reviews, trailers, TV series, and we drink whiskey from a small glass submarine as provided by the film Hunter Killer on Blu-ray now. We've not actually been sponsored. It's just I got given this little glass submarine. But if they send us a tiny glass submarine full of whiskey every week, then we will keep keep saying the words Hunter Killer. And if they don't... And our opinion of the movie will slowly improve over time. We will preface it with... Fred and Rose West, Hunter Killers, <laughs> in order to tarnish the brand. I was genuinely thinking of sending this to the Hunter Killer people, but you've ruined it now. <laughs> sending the... Po- the ep- oh, this episode. Yeah, I was just going to say... You, you were holding the glass of me in one hand. It's like, why would you send that to them? They sent it to you. <laughs> <laughs> you just drank... Can you fill it up again with whiskey, please? <laughs> hey, the PR. Like this. <laughs> like leaving milk bottles out. Fill her up. <laughs> Also, we associated your film with Fred West. Suck it. Suck it. <laughs> give me, I hope this doesn't impact on your decision to give me more whiskey. <laughs> Every week. Dumbass. <laughs> I hope me calling you dumbass doesn't impact the decision further, asshole. <laughs> uh, my feature this week on the film review show is uh, about the trailer for Detective Pikachu and what I spotted therein. What about you, Log? I'll be having a deep dive into the wares and wifors of the Umbrella Academy, no less. And you can hear all about my thoughts on the new Matthew McConaughey film with Anne Hathaway called Serenity on a Fishing Boat. It's called Serenity and it's on a fishing boat, but it's just called Serenity. It's not called Serenity on a Fishing Boat. But the fishing boat is called Serenity. But that is... And the film's called Serenity 2. Serenity 2. Serenity 2. On a fishing boat. The (laughs) real. It is Serenity 2, colon, on a fishing boat. (laughs) But this one is just called Serenity. But that's full of actual spoilers for that film. Yeah, so we've left it to the very end. After the Patreon bit. With the Patreon bit, there's a jingle and there's a spoiler. It's almost like we're forcing you to listen to the bit that people skip off because they don't want to pay us. (laughs) Well, now, what are you going to do about it? You're going to listen to the stupid spoiler bit about the shit film? Because guess what, motherfuckers? We can say it anytime we'd like. Oh, my God, why don't we do the Patreon bit in the middle of the show? (laughs) (laughs) We can do it whenever we want. Imagine if we did it right. No, we're not going to do it. Patreon.com forward slash regular features. No, what have you done? <laughs> as or as little as you like. You idiots. <laughs> they've Join all turned the... off now. They're going to stop now. <laughs> now they've got to the good bit, the bit where we promote the Patreon. They love it. It's their favourite bit. A sigh of relief. It's all the messages we get on the subreddit are just people going, oh. Just wait for the Patreon bit this week. (laughs) Imagine how they're going to ask us for money this time. I think we should spring it on them like halfway through people's features. We turn around and say, well, we've all had a laugh, but it's now time to talk about patreon.com forward slash regular features. Just halfway through a jingle. Yes. (laughs) I want somebody to tell me where my Patreon.com forward slash regular features. That's where you can go to help us out. But now... It's about time we got on with the more important business of features. My name's Bob Dylan, and this is a little feature that I just cooked up. 
What is an Umbrella Academy? An Umbrella Academy, Steve, is something that will be appearing on your Netflix soon, and it'll look just interesting enough to click on, and then you'll click on it. The episodes will be too long, but you'll sit through it anyway, because you're sure that something will probably happen in the 10th episode. Are you sure you're not getting this confused with Russian Doll? Russian no. Doll, the episodes are so short 24 and it's minutes, great. eight episodes, perfect length. This Ooh. is literally about three times the longer of the two shows. <laughs> I phrased that weirdly. Yeah. Ah, that's what you but do. When you, when, you, when you find a rogue the in your sentence, you have to deal with it and say some more words. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, now we know how long every episode of The Umbrella Academy is. Oh, my God, God it's is. so long, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> what, is, what is the premise? <laughs> well, one day... 43 birds had a baby and they weren't even preggers what but luckily some bloke went around saying can I have your baby please here's some money and they went on to become a superhero detective team of seven people and there are 37 others out there 36 others out there who aren't really mentioned it's, right. it is weird that it they're is, never really mentioned yeah, you, you think oh this is going to be brilliant the last episode Every is going to be fucking 43 fuckers fighting I haven't done my I haven't done my maths but I was like every episode's going to have three or more other fucking mutos I, to, I, cut, to have a fight with yeah it's like, never it's not even monster of the week <laughs> come on <laughs> Is it a Marvel thing, or is this... this it's, a, is, it's, it's neither Marvel nor DC. It's the Dark Horse universe, who've been very, very quiet on their cinematic uh, universe it's recently. It's based on a comic by the lead singer of My Chemical Romance. And what they've done is cleverly used a lot of his music throughout, uh-huh. almost as if he had a hand in it. It's quite odd. They need something to pick <laughs> this up a bit. But yeah. they also have Dancing in the Moonlight, which was last heard on a Sainsbury's advert with Jamie Oliver. So it's a bad well scene, that as Very, well. very bad scene. <laughs> it sounds like uh, Sense8 meets Children of the Corn. It's If you can imagine Sense8 without that orgy scene that made the whole series worthwhile, then yes, it's like that. <laughs> <laughs> what they've done cleverly is gone, oh, it's quite like the X-Men. Who do we who do we put in a film that's quite like the X Men? Ellen Page, who was in the X Men. That's a fun <laughs> joke. That's a meta joke we've done, and uh, she does not live up to her billing. That's insane. I would have thought contractually, if you're in an X Men film, mm. you cannot be in any other films to do with people developing mutant powers. No, and also, I mean. I don't know. The, to, Harsh. To, not That's to, all films are about that. Wait a <laughs> it's like these days. A girl. Yeah. <laughs> not, not a young to, actress. <laughs> <laughs> not to give too much away, but she's even... She's got the same plot arc as her character in the X-Men. It's very silly. I don't understand why they've decided to deal with it. Yeah. Well, you'll notice Kate Winslet has never been in a film about being on a boat. Ever since Titanic. Ever since that movie, that's On so a Boat. Yeah. Well, I don't know what you... What's Kate that Winslet. Thing? Is that Titanic? Yeah, that's Titanic. Fuck me, I yeah. am not up to... <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I love that I'm not up to date. It's 1994. Wow, you don't even know the years. I You're don't. like Rain Man for shit. At least Rain Man knew interesting stuff about flight schedules. Nin- 1992. <laughs> Did you just correct yourself? No, on Rain Man. I'm giving you all the dates. <laughs> I don't know if any of those are correct. <laughs> just, just keep saying them. Just say them away. Yeah. Carry but the, on. But the whole point of the show was... You, you're watching this Umbrella I've, I've Academy. I've watched it. I've watched it all the way through, but mm. that was... 
falling asleep and having spreadsheets open to the windows, I've got a very incomplete knowledge of this program. It was it was my washing up show. I, as I washed up, I got an episode in mm-hmm. for about 10 days. So I, you could say that I'm really ill-equipped to write a script as a creative response to it. But all I got out of this show was that the boss was a prick. The boss. The boss, or the monocle, as I gathered from a Wikipedia page. Wikipedia? What? Sorry. Wikipedia. <laughs> what am I talking about again? <laughs> Basically, the guy who went around buying the babies off the women, mm. yeah. saying, here it is, I reckon I'll need that. Daddy More than you do anyway. Uh, yeah, the guy who wears a monocle and is the steampunk chap who shows very little emotion in it. He's a very harsh master okay. and a bad father. And he just is incredibly cruel in his pursuit of to create a team that might one day save the world. Hmm. So do, I... Do okay. I know everything I need to know about the Umbrella Academy now to well, appreciate the, the, Well, one thing you do need to know next. is that the TV show swaps between them as adults, dysfunctional adults, and them as children. As corpses. In the academy. <laughs> <laughs> it cutting away to their graves. Really quiet scenes yeah. of them. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, yeah, just them having a brilliant fight scene cut, intercut with their dead bodies. I mean... <laughs> Not far from the truth in some respects. There yeah, are there long scenes of looking at all their corpses, so oh, congrats. But, but there's also scenes where you flash back to them as teenagers in the academy, where mm. he's, they're being treated very, very badly by the monocle and being sculpted into the characters that you see in the modern day. There's also the 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 tall man who's doing a voice that you'll spend most of the series going... I've heard that voice. Which one? What voice man? is that? The you know, in the, the yeah, assassin man. Yeah, right, right. And you're like, what's he from? He's got a distinctive voice, and then you realised he's literally just playing his character from Mindhunter, where he's Ed Kemper in that, and he's just playing. You've got exactly the same voice as Ed Kemper for no reason at all. Is this a universe which exists? At the centre of all other cinematic universe, where every character from every other program could just play themselves. It's just in it. the Netflix universe. <laughs> they just come in and do whatever they can bother with. Dark Horse did buy the rights to Ed Kemper. Did they for their comic book series? Really? I love to orally penetrate my decapitated mother's head. <coughs> That's Which was the sound she made. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. You're, you're very good. <laughs> Just recovered from an unprofessional cough there. <laughs> Shall we do your script now that we've so fully primed? My script explores the theories of those time travel in the program, and it also shows snapshots of our intrepid team. At different times. Like, we see them at age 40, we see them at age 15, but what were they like at age three in the Umbrella Academy? Scene one! The Umbrella Academy at age three. Come on, children. Stop faffing with your dilly-dallies. Shut your ridiculous, facile mouths and behave in a fashion that is becoming of the Umbrella Academy, the future saviors of the world. I've got a bum in my bum. And guess what's inside that bum? Stop this silliness right now, number two. You do not have a recursive bum. That would be a juvenile special power. Special power. And unworthy of this, the Umbrella Academy. You can throw knives very well, which is astonishing in the truest sense of the word. Number three. 
Actually, I am not number three. My name is Bumbrella Shitzgerald. <laughs> I will not tolerate this absurdity. Your name is number three. And might I take this opportunity to remind you that umbrellas are entirely unrelated to the human bum. And Miss Fitzgerald is a distinguished jazz singer who has never done anything so base as to produce a rotten shit out of her big jazzy ass. Line up, children. I wish to monitor your uncanny powers using this cruel and unpainful contraption. It's for your own good. Remember that I am as clever as I am emotionally distant. Why are you so mean, Daddy? Oh, so you think I'm mean, do you? You think it's mean when I inflict horrific mental damage in the name of goals I will never disclose. <laughs> Get your legs in these clamps. <laughs> I just want to tap your shins with a hammer until it hurts so much you turn into a Cthulhu. <laughs> and then I thought, what would the Umbrella Academy like? Age two! <laughs> I call to order the toddlers of the Umbrella Academy for the second annual acknowledgement of your mutual date of birth. Gooka. Toddle, toddle, toddle. <laughs> Stop toddling this instant, number six. <laughs> Such in <laughs> such undirected perambulation is unconscionable and flies in the face of everything I have taught you so far here at the Umbrella Academy. Please eat your celebratory nourishment pellet and retire to the scullery, which, as you know, is the room where I stick cathodes into your skull. Maybe today... Maybe today we'll see if you can throw knives really well or see ghosts. Fuck knows if I'm being honest. <laughs> well, really. If this carries on for another moment, I shall put hours of thought into the cruelest possible thing I could do while still pretending it's in your best interests. <laughs> I love how the word scullery's really gotten lodged in your brain it for has. a while now, Locke. And that for the first time I've used it as a pun today, <laughs> rather than just a room in the house. <laughs> <clears throat> so this one is about a, new, a character that we haven't mentioned yet it's called Mr. Pogo a CGI monkey who is the butler <laughs> <laughs> well now Whatever. this show sounds great <laughs> all of that's real <laughs> is that real? yeah that is that's, that's not actually just a dumb thing that Log just said no there's a monkey butler and he's wise <laughs> is this it's great Netflix's and he sounds much like Paddington this is like Netflix's uh, data mining algorithm it's like well everyone likes Al Pacino and people like roller skates no humans were involved in the making of this program <laughs> when, when they cancelled all those Marvel programs they had a lot of money and they just went fuck it monkey time bring Here out the go. monkey <laughs> okay so in this scene Mr. Pogo it needs to be said do you want to be Mr. Pogo seeing as you know what he sounds like yeah I can do that okay come over here you Paddington sounding motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> what is it, sir? You're the only person in the world I'm going to be nice to, so if you wouldn't mind telling everyone I was a good guy, I really think that'd <laughs> gaslight those pricks after I die. Very good, sir. They'll shit their brain pants that I was nice to you, a fucking monkey for Christ's sake, and not them. You're not technically being nice to me right now, sir. Oh, stop being a killjoy, Mr. Pogo. It's banter, you fucking divvy. I shouldn't wonder if this language might be considered unacceptable in the future. Yeah, well, you've watched me torture some kids I bought, so get off your high horse. 
or whatever it is, whatever animal it is that chimps actually ride. Donkeys, sir. Thanks. <laughs> then get off your high fucking donkey. Right away, sir. <laughs> <clears throat> and, um... Why is he even buying children? I want to rewind another couple of years to Reginald Hargreaves' last attempt to date a woman before deciding to buy a lot of children and treat them badly. <laughs> um, so, so, just to put this out there, I'm not looking for a human woman with any of the frailties associated with humanity. I just want a monolithic testament to the notion of womanhood so the lads at the steampunk society won't call me a jeffin nancy boy well i am a member of the local women's institute and without blowing my own cream horn <laughs> my pastries go down a storm at the local galas and fates i invented the cronut for a tombola in east dulwich father tyson said he'd never raise so much old-fashioned money for the great ormond street's bonky baby unit <laughs> You said bonky baby unit, just how I wanted you to say it. I, I was weirdly tickled by Father Tyson, because that sounds like it's definitely a real name you've heard. It's actually the name of the local reverend from who lived opposite my pub. There we go. And found in my pub, hammered. <laughs> right, what you know. Well, so, oh, I didn't ask for your life story, Treacle. And that's not enough anyway. You need to have an ineffable essence of femininity, an incontrovertible oneness with the biological essence of what it means to be a woman. Are you asking? If you have a fanny, yes. Hold your horses, Graham Linehan. <laughs> I'm not into this intersection of biological and gender essentialism at all. Oh, for fuck's sake, I've gone cockney. <laughs> Why does everyone have to have opinions independent of my desire to see a fanny? It's not fair. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm going to be cruel and weird and horrible to everyone forever because they are all woke sheeple who are erasing my dick. Hello, this is the news. Lots of weird babies have been born and their mums could probably do with a bit of cash more than they want the weird babies. <laughs> Aha! I am going to buy those babies, and I am going to be an absolute twat to them. And then the world will end because of something they probably did, all because you didn't let me sniff your fanny. Well, off you pop. That's the woman's voice again. <laughs> <laughs> off I pop, I will. I am going to do loads of things, and I would list them all here, but it's only just come out on Netflix, and I don't want to do any spoilers. Luckily, my writing style is erratic enough that the spoilers that I have already given so far are so deeply buried in bullshit that it makes no odds. So, but just you wait. You'll be sorry for rejecting me, whatever the fuck I am. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's no need to watch that now. Ah. I think got, what, what he's done is delved so deeply into the minutia of these characters that every time you see them on screen as adults, you'll just be like, I get it. I see where you came from. Mm. Cathodes. Cathodes. I've really got cathode stuck in my head. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. It'll be your scullery from now on. <laughs> bonky baby unit and cathodes. <laughs> Great Ormond Street bonky baby unit. <laughs> Take this baby immediately. <laughs> so it's bonky as fuck. <laughs> oh, somebody can rewind my features. Patreon.com <laughs> forward slash regular features. On my regular feature. Anyway, ask me how I am. How are you? Joe. Not good. 
at work. I should have said how. Ask me how I am at work. <laughs> I'm not doing great at work. Okay, John no, Jesse. No, I'm just keeping it all in. It's real <laughs> cinema verite. <laughs> uh, What's wrong? What's the matter? I wasn't work. allowed to write a feature that I wanted to write about Detective Pikachu, and I'm a top entertainment and video games journalist, and I feel like I have something to add. What? And I'd written a whole feature about the new Detective Pikachu trailer. And, and they won't post it. What? On what grounds? Oh, you, oh, oh, I'm assuming you're going to read it here, so we're just going to find out. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> didn't meet the exacting, impeccably high standards of IGN. Well, what they love is a deep dive into <laughs> things that you may have missed. Don't make that face after you said those I didn't words. Say that. He's making it at me, not you. Well, that's, we but, that's worse. <laughs> that's behind my back. <laughs> I'd never insult you to your face, Joe. I have uh, some respect for you. What the IGN readership loves is deep dives into nerd pop culture. Mm. They love me looking for the things that they missed because they're stupider than me. Oh, yeah. but that's bullshit. All those five things you may have missed in this trailer is all generally stupid. Just a reference. It's just a thing. Well, you should stop watching the five things you may have missed and start watching the seven things things you definitely definitely missed. missed. No, 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 no. What you should should do is continue to like the may have missed because that's definitely a big part of this. (laughs) (laughs) This is my feature that was rejected summarily by the top brass today, which is six times, I'm sure, we almost saw Detective Pikachu's dick or balls. <laughs> in the latest trailer for Pokemon colon Detective Pikachu. You see his colon. Too. Yeah, that's <laughs> Number one. During the scene in which Detective Pikachu is at first confident about battling Charizard, but then becomes afraid of the Charizard, he falls backwards in fright. At this moment, the angle of his body is such that his lower right paw appears to be in the middle of his body. At a glance, the heel of his foot could be seen as a thin, long dong, (laughs) with his several toes representing an arrangement of nuts. Our first clue. (laughs) Number two. Are you taking this down, detective? (laughs) (laughs) We're all detectives in this, the search for the dong. And we're taking down Pikachu's particulars. Mm. Indeed, sir. (laughs) Number two. In the scene in which Detective Pikachu and lead character Tim Goodman are having a fight, Tim says, I don't need a Pokemon! To which Detective Pikachu says, What about a world-class detective? Or does he? Slow down the footage and lip-read Detective Pikachu's little mouth, and it appears he's actually saying, What about a world-class Pika-hog? As if we needed more evidence at this precise moment, Detective Pikachu is making the classic it was this big gesture with his arms. Look at the region where Detective Pikachu's hog should be. Do those pixels look as blurry to you as they do to me? It appears Warner Bros. is cleverly editing the trailer to leave out spoilery details, such as the fact that Detective Pikachu's hog is fat and long and integral to the plot. I... I now genuinely believe that Joe did try to get this published on IGN, and it was actually summarily refused publication. I just hope you wrote it on their time. (laughs) Number three. In that scene where Detective Pikachu is suddenly wearing boot-cut jeans for no reason, 
we see him approach a badly burned matchup across a police-style interview room desk. Then we hear... <laughs> then we hear him say, Welcome to hell. <laughs> and the shot cuts to the widening eyes of the bipedal fighting type as a zip sound plays out. We cut to black, hear a damp slap against wood, and then the Wilhelm scream. You do the math. <laughs> did, you, did you get the phrase bipedal fighting type out of the first six words of his Wikipedia page. Correct. <laughs> I thought it's his, it's, it's his Pokedex type. Fighting type is in there. Fighting type. But they list bipedal him as bi- isn't bipedal. A, isn't, that's, that's not part of his fighting technique, is it? Um, no. You're glossing over the fact that Pikachu rapes an injured man. I didn't say he raped him. That's what was implied. I said he put his dick on the desk. Okay. As a sort of encouragement. Oh, God, I didn't even gather that. I was... Sorry. You were too wrapped so up. So I glossed over the, the abuse. It wasn't abuse. <laughs> I was very careful not to suggest abuse. Number four. And what about the scene where 16 Growliths are carrying what looks very much like an extremely long, thin coffin out of a building as Pikachu is carried by Tim behind the procession, crying his eyes out? That building? Madam Mankey's Hanky Pank Bank. Need I say more? Yes, I may. Five. <laughs> of course. So, so it was his very long dick in a coffin. Look, I don't want to get too much into the weeds here. But I think that he went but he was to Madame Mankey's Hanky Pank Bank <laughs> and his dick got chopped off and Growlithe carried oh. it out in a funeral procession. Yeah. <laughs> but this is all speculation. I haven't seen the film. <laughs> I'm just going on what the trailer shows I thought me. it died while still attached to his body and he was being carried behind the procession because it was still <laughs> like, attached and he had no choice. It was stuck in the coffin and he was crying because it hurt so much. <laughs> It was, ironically, alive before it was slammed in a coffin lid. <laughs> of course, sorry, this is point number five. Of course, this trailer revealed the film's new subtitle, Part 1, The Yellow Lasso. That title treatment appears in the form of a single string of yellow text worming in from off-screen, twisting into the shape of letters as it goes. Remind you of anything? Yeah, you get it. A long-ass cock. Need more proof? Pause the video, screenshot it, drag that PNG into Photoshop, zoom into the arse end of the P, letter or penis, dealer's choice, and take a good hard look. Yep, you see it too. Pikachu's been cut. I also like the fact that we've glossed over the fact that Pikachu's dick in a coffin is actually the sign of Pokemon abuse. (laughs) Number six. Of course, the post-trailer sting is a close-up of a yellow dick and balls. But in a hilarious bait-and-switch, it's revealed to be lead character Tim's genitals. We then see Detective Pikachu shout, Pass the butter! To which Tim laughs uproariously and flicks the butter dish into which he's been presumably plunging his package into, using the head of his prong. However, the laughter's cut short as Detective Pikachu says, But seriously, I think you have liver damage. The camera pans to Pikachu's face, then to Tim's face, then angles down and flies right up Tim's vast deference. <laughs> like that bit where Liquid Mirror goes down Neo's neck in the Matrix and the screen is plunged to black. And those are all the parts of the Pikachu trailer where I thought I saw a decapole. Well, I think... If you'd like more Detective Pikachu, you can check out our Rewind Theatre of Detective Pikachu official trailer 2 or our rundown of all the Pikachus that we saw in it. <laughs>
by... That was maybe not for IGN, but I think VG twenty four seven had run it. They'd love it. <laughs> They've got an irreverent view of the gaming industry. Oh god, this submarine! Stupid people. glass submarine! Get rid of it. <laughs> Shall get a glass submarine? Yeah. If you're doing a podcast, don't keep a little glass submarine in the middle of the table. <laughs> <laughs> and if you do, reference it at the beginning of the podcast so that people know what you're shouting about when it topples over. <laughs> Hey Joe, it's the end of the podcast, so I don't know if you have any websites you want to tell people about, maybe websites where people can give us some money for the premium grade content they've just listened to yeah i'm a really big fan of patreon.com slash regular features it's great 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 website yeah great website full of good content i had been just like you're not part of this he asked me what i i've got ideas let him speak he might have ideas okay i had been pushing five pound notes <clears throat> under the doors of all of the podcasts that i like vis-a-vis the regular features podcast. In the long corridor of the internet. But then I found out about a, about a, then I found out about a great new website. <laughs> <laughs> Guess what it's called? It's called patreon.com forward slash regular features. It's nice sounding. Yeah. I want to use it, but tell me how. Uh, you go on there and you can give us uh, some money per episode, whatever you like, whatever you tricycle. Nice. Yeah, nicicle. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Had too much of that bloody submarine whiskey. Mm. Are we ever going to reference the fact that we're drinking whiskey from a submarine? You might do it at the very beginning. Yeah. yeah. Um, my feature is coming up next. I've left it to the very end because it's got spoilers for the new film Serenity with Matthew McConaughey and Anne Hathaway. But really, honestly, having heard this section, you don't... You're not going to want to watch it. It's fine. It's a bad film you're never going to want to watch. Get bad films spoiled so you can at least have enough information about that film to sound a little bit knowledgeable about it. That's a good point. You can sound up to date and with it if you listen to this. It is time for the next regular feature. I got a rum from Martinique that tastes like a whiskey. I got a rum from From Martinique. Martinique. Just like a whiskey. Just like a whiskey. I was listening to a lot of Harry Nilsson last night, and that could easily be a Harry Nilsson song. Yeah. I got a, a rum called Don Papa, and I keep pronouncing it Don Papa in the hope that people will get my kinky roleplay jokes. You were, drink, you were drinking that only last week. Yeah, I, I had some of your Don Papa. Did I bring it here? Yeah. yeah, you did. You stole it from a shelf what? before you came. Oh, that's right. And I took it back to the pub and got fucked up at the pub on it as well. Lovely. When out, you got back. Turns out, no, a separate day. Turns out one bottle of spirits can last you more than one day. <gasps> Lucky boy. Ah. Matthew McConaughey gets through two bottles of rum before midday in his new film, Serenity, starring Anne Hathaway. <laughs> Do go on. Is it a good film? Oscar worthy. Uh, Well, 
sadly, they must have missed the, the deadline for They must have put it in the wrong place in the calendar because they just missed the Oscars with this one. Mm. Oh, they must be kicking themselves. <clears throat> it means they're not eligible for any awards. So if they lost, it's not because the film's terrible. Ideal. It's just because they missed the deadline. It's Anne Hathaway's tardy. <laughs> she doesn't get it. Little Miss Tardy Hathaway, they called her. <laughs> It's uh, it, it is it is a a terrible film. Oh, that I've seen today. It's but, a special screening uh, at a, a a film screening, a critics screening. Were you treated well? Uh, no, it was at the Soho no. screening rooms. Um, sorry, sorry to talk shop, but um, it's uh, its facilities are are less adequate than let's say the Fox or Warner Brothers screening rooms. I agree. So has that? Have you been to the Dolby screening? Is that why you hated Dolby it? Screening because rooms? you weren't given a treat. Um, well, no, because I I don't ascribe the I don't place any blame for the film's quality on the venue where it's where it's shown. Uh, well, you're, you are right. Warner Brothers will show Warner Brothers, Brothers films and Sony will so- show Sony Brothers films. <laughs> uh, but the Soho I'm Screening Hiroshi Rooms. and I'm Thomas <laughs> with the unlikely Sony Brothers. High five. Oh, you missed again. <laughs> I can't really say why the film was bad because it's like, it's spoilers. I don't know if anyone wants to see Serenity, the Matthew McConaughey film. Well, let's do this uh, this section right at the very end. The very end. And so in the intro, we'll say, later, there's spoilers for the new film, Serenity. Yeah. It's, Spoil it. Okay. It is a film about Matthew McConaughey. What if he was a fisherman living on an island? Seemingly... It's a question we ask ourselves every day. <laughs> Can you imagine him going, grr, big tuna? And chomping on a cigarette <laughs> through his big beard. Yeah, I've been watching a lot of The Office recently, and there is a character who's consistently referred to as Big Tuna all the way through. <laughs> really? So that really confused me. It's like Jim Krasinski's there. <laughs> he seems to be escaping something of his past, but he's a mysterious man, and all he lives for is landing the big one. Is the big one a metaphor? Well, for serenity. If it's a metaphor, it's pretty realistic because you can see it. It's a big tuna fish. It is giant. So you think maybe unreliable narrator much? Is there anyone else in the boat? Did Did anyone else in the boat say, fucking hell, you're right, that was a big tuna? Well, his friend Duke, he's on the boat and he uh, helps him try to reel the fish in and it gets away again and then immediately starts talking about how the fish may be in his head. It's like, Duke, either you saw the fish or you didn't see the fish, Duke. Do Do you you see them both on the... Are they... Both is Duke in his head as well. Well, this <gasps> is where the magical realism all starts to creep in. Because do you, do you think they were annoyed that there's a film about an unreliable narrator called Big Fish? Because <laughs> that exists. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's a real film. It works on so many levels. <laughs> his ex-wife shows up and says, I, "My new husband is uh, is beating me. I'm in a loveless marriage. I hate him." Is the husband the tuna? And (laughs) knock, 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 splash, splash. (laughs) That's him. (laughs) Your son is is uh, is in in danger uh, because he's uh, being beaten by this this guy. Uh, He sort of um, retreated into a world of video games. He won't come out of his room. And if you kill my husband, the protagonist of the video game nailed it. Really? Yes. Oh, no. I got it. Wait. I'm sorry, I really zoned out. I was bored. <laughs> Matthew McConaughey is a 
is an NPC in a video game created by a boy who has an abusive father and has a fantasy of killing his mother's uh, boyfriend. That What? sounds bad. <laughs> I mean, no, that sounds good now. It, it <laughs> does like sound it good. And I liked it. I liked it a lot in very, very small spurts interspersed through the whole film that were so, so diluted that by the end I had, what, I had a very watered down Ribena enjoyment <laughs> level of it. <laughs> And wow. that's my review. <laughs> that's, that's, that that's that kind of <laughs> metaphorical verb. I shouldn't be, shouldn't be mixing so many metaphors into a film about a metaphorical fish in a virtual video game reality. We probably do have to give a spoiler warning for that because I think we did do a big spoiler. Oh, yeah, we're going to put this. This is yeah. at the end. Of yeah, the cool, cool. we're at the That's end right. now. So if anyone's listening this far, they've willingly spoiled this film for themselves. I mean, don't worry because this week is the unofficial regular features film and TV review segment. Yeah. Because I'm doing a trailer and you're doing a TV series and you've done a review. So we're essentially film 2019. Nice. I'm Winkleman's. <laughs> I'm Winkleman. Hi, we're Winklemen. <laughs> A jolly pair of Winklemen. Here to tell you all about the latest films. One of my another Don't favorite. Don't use one that up. That's going at the start. <laughs> uh, another another uh, good thing about Serenity is there's um, just to give it an air of like something's not quite right about this uh, Caribbean island. There's a man in a massive suit. Pixels. And, and carrying a suitcase who sort of walks around the beach trying to catch Matthew McConaughey to tell him something very important. He's like an Ask Jeeves looking kind of character. And when <laughs> I he thought you were going to say Ask mother Jeeves looking motherfucker. motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that such an obvious <laughs> jump in language? Someone, I overheard someone in my pub saying Phil Mitchell looking motherfucker and I was like, I don't like the language but I love the phrase. <laughs> yes. so. Very good. <laughs> I love good. You, you can say the motherfucker in my pub as long as it's in that construction. <laughs> as long as it follows the word looking. <laughs> These, the Ask Jeeves looking motherfucker uh, finally catches him and uh, basically reveals that he's living in a video game reality. Uh, by He lets slip. He says, I am the rules. And Matthew McConaughey's like, what? That makes no sense. <laughs> I meant like, I, I don't make the rules. It's like, I'm Do you wish to enter debug mode? <laughs> I mean, would you like to catch debug on your forehead? <laughs> That's precisely it. Yeah. Uh, it's a great film. No, it's a terrible film. But you should watch it, even yeah. knowing what you now know. I think. Well, you can just enjoy all the foreshadowing now, yeah. can't you? Oh, yeah. It, it's, it, it bears repeating. Yeah. <laughs> now. I mean, it's worth rewatching. Is that the same thing? It bears repeating. It's worth rewatching. Yeah, I think you've essentially skipped us straight to the second watch of A Beautiful Mind, where yeah. you can't start watching it for other things other than the story, and that's better. Yeah. It's well, good. Like Memento. Yeah. Watch that again. It's all right, though. That's quite a good first time. Okay. Sorry. Well, <laughs> didn't mean to contradict you. See, as soon as I contradicted your views on a film, you got really angry. <laughs> Jesus. Just call me Mark Kermode. Okay. His voice is gone. He was at the screening, and he kept rasping like an old woman. <laughs> What? Just he like was like, laughing. He was so. He's a professional radio presenter. 
I would have thought he'd treat his voice like uh, the insured legs of a pole vaulter. And shave it. And, sh- <laughs> <laughs> and so he did. And that's why he sounds like a raspy old woman. But he persisted in speaking as though he had no throat infection was whatsoever. Was he presenting the screening? No. He was he just was, speaking He was just you. talking about the films. All the way through it. <laughs> he did stop during Matthew McConaughey's and bad this film. is the bit where the tuna comes in <laughs> I reckon it's all a big video game <laughs> or whatever oh, he is, I mean his voice is annoying but he's good at guessing <laughs> whatever happens that is a massive tuna two thumbs up <laughs> that tuna <laughs> I did a feature and I liked it I hope my boyfriend don't mind it <laughs> <laughs> oh well uh, that's it for this week's episode of the Regular Features Podcast. I mean, why, why would they bother listening to any of this if we've already done the Patreon bit? Done, Everyone waits so long for... They've turned off for the Patreon. They've turned off for the Matthew McConaughey and Anne Hathaway spoilers. Why are they hanging around for us? We've whistled Someone. them down. Someone do a really good joke so that we get known for doing credits jokes. <laughs> Oh, you can't say that. Come on, Joe. Do a little joke. Oh, no. How about? (laughs) (laughs) No. Cut one in later. Think one later, then cut it in. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) You're really taking the wind out of this outro sales. Sorry. On the spotlight. That's bad improv, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) Do a joke. Do four jokes. I'm going to count them. (laughs) It's meant to be yes and, not... Do a, do a joke. joke. Do a joke. <laughs> I'm not going to. The spotlight's not on me now. Do a joke <laughs> quick now. Do it. <laughs> Without any kind of context. Just. I might actually, you know what? You know there's that section that we're not going to reference or use in this podcast. You did one good joke in that bit. I might just drop in your line about the, about what we were talking about with no context. Nice. And that'll be it. Yeah, yeah. So here's that right now. Right at the end. post credit sting. Imagine waiting for this contextless joke from Locke. Or get the, the strong to actually go uh, catch a sight of one of the nips and then looks to the camera and goes, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> As if to say, are you seeing this? I don't believe it. I thought I was the most shocking thing in the room. <laughs> it's a shame we can't use it. Regular Ficheros.